0: Welcome to Inside Scoop, a podcast that brings you practical servings of Swami's sweetest teachings. On this episode, we're mixing things up a little. We have two very special loving light givers, Sister Sayusha and Brother Divanesh. Hi, guys! Hi Ram, hi uh, Ram. So we're gonna start with a pop quiz on Hindu mythology, okay? Mm. Uh, we're three questions, <laughs> and I'm sure as SSC gurus, you're gonna, you guys are gonna kill it. So let's start. Question one: What is the name of the only female avatar?
1: uh, uh, Divinesh, oh. uh for uh, for female avatar for Krishna, right? Uh for Vishnu. Okay. Uh, Mohini. Yes. Uh,
0: Awesome, but let me give you After the let me I finish la, the question. Who, Sayusha? The question? <laughs> so, okay, next, next So, um, the question was Who is the only female avatar of the Hindu god Vishnu? And the answer is correct, Mohini. Question two, mm-hmm. but let me finish the question so Sayusha can get, the chance. I get a chance. I got a
2: chance,
0: okay, la. Yeah.
1: we'll give her some leeway
0: okay okay (laughs) this one is not a multiple choice question so you guys uh, just shoot the answer when i'm done with the question what is the name of the character in the mahabharata who was born a female but later transformed into a male
1: (laughs) given it she can't be
2: yes Okay,
0: last question <laughs> What is the name? When was
3: the last time I read the Mahabharata? Studied anything about it a long time ago. Uh, refresher,
1: refresher.
0: <laughs> what is the name of the child that was born from the union of one of Vishnu's avatar that we maybe named before and Lord Shiva?
1: I know this one. You but three... Akha, would you like to take it?
0: No, I'll give you three. Uh, I'll give you three options. The, okay? Option A: the child's name is Brahma. Option B: the child's name is Ayappa. And option three: the child's name is Chandrika. Chandrika? No, it's Ayappa. Yes. Okay, I, anyway. I
3: think it's I was just guessing anyway. Chandrika say... <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right, you can get the hamper. Oh, yeah, yes. okay,
0: Diminishment's are. Okay, but guys- You're You send it to
1: my address.
0: <laughs> Will do. It's amazing how gender was portrayed with so much open-mindedness and freedom in some of our scriptures. So mm-hmm. drawing inspiration from that, we thought we should also have a chat about how things have evolved since then. But before we get there, I think we need to address why this conversation is relevant in the Sai organization, right? So maybe mm-hmm. we'll start with Devanish. Why is it important to talk about LGBT-related issues in the organization? Like what's the relevance?
1: Well, Nira, to be honest, you know, we've we've lost lives because of this. Mm. You know, we've often avoided them in casual or social settings, but they are colliding in such forceful and confusing ways in the cycle. Mm-hmm. And I believe we can't afford to avoid the elephant in the room, Ira. Yeah. Um, may I ask you, like, would you happen to know what L G B T means?
0: I do, but I wanna hear it from you.
1: <laughs> well, let me explain it to you, right? Awesome. The first three letters, L G B, refer to sexual orientation. Mm. The T refers to gender identity. So what is gender identity and sexual orientation, you may ask, if you mm. do not know about this gender identity is internal it's a personal sense of being a man or a woman Mm. whereby a sexual orientation is a physical or romantic or emotional attraction Mm. so you know these are little things that you know we're living in today's society that some people may still not know Mm. and there's so much of learning to unlearn Nira, on ways we use to and I'm hoping we can remind one another about acceptance and love. Mm. Swami did say after all, no season for love, no reason for love. Love,
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Akka, what about you?
3: First of all, my humble pronouns to the <laughs> lotus feet of our beloved Bhagwan, And I pray that Swami speaks through us, listens through us and is here throughout everything. So back to the question. As Divinish rightly said, we do sweep this topic under the carpet, you know, Mm. Um, the LGBT community has been around, like you said, long enough, eons, literally, whether or not we choose to acknowledge this openly. Right. And it's more prevalent to us all today, more than ever before, because people voice out more today. Mm -hmm. And my personal opinion is that it's good because everybody should feel comfortable with themselves. at all times um with resistance over the years taboos and prejudices it's been harder to deal with this issue in the past Mm -hmm. um but our world being a global community i think it's time we accept everyone for who they are moreover uh swami's umbrella is all-encompassing and so perhaps it's relevant to recognize this and one of his core teachings, which is love all, serve all. I guess I'm just echoing Divinish over here. It's amazing. Love
0: all Absolutely. Serve all. Um, so, as so Akka, you've identified, there's clearly a gap where we are not applying Swami's teachings as much as we would like, and that mm-hmm. needs to be filled. And as Divinish pointed out, there's possibly a mental health concern here. And that's the same reason for me for why there is a need. Um, in my opinion, our brothers and sisters' mental health are being compromised in a space where they're supposed to feel loved unconditionally, right? And not hurt. And this is the same space that's supposed to help them love themselves and be true to themselves. And the objective of this organization is for each of us to realize our inherent divinity. So exactly, how are we heading towards that if we don't treat them like divine beings? And how are they going to achieve that in a space that they are not treated like divine beings? So you guys have put it beautifully, there's definitely a need. So now let's talk about what are some of the prejudices or resistance towards the LGBT community in the organization, Devaneesh?
1: Prejudice? resistance right towards the LGBT community well okay Neera this is what it is fundamentally right resistance takes many forms yeah Um, you can look at it through tolerance bullying Mm. discrimination even harassment right and often discrimination stems from fear yeah and and misunderstanding really so let's talk about fear there's two types of fear we've got the rational fear Mm -hmm. and the irrational fear so rational fear if we want to, you know, weigh it out, it can be seen through our legal consequences, mm. such as in Malaysia, there has made it illegal with enforcement through uh, the Sharia law, mm. and to which I believe, you know, as a Shia devotee, if I want to honestly practice love, also, all, you know, it's only within a capacity, right, right, um, and then we talk about irrational fear. Irrational fear is a classic one that, that I have one to share. Mm. Um, I call it the cure. You know, uh, it's when you meet an auntie or an uncle and they go, if only you met the right girl or guy, you know, all of this could have been avoided, you know. (laughs) (laughs) That's what it is. What may look like a concerned relative is, in fact, prejudice. So it comes back again. We talk about conservative beliefs, you know, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of family pressure that may come uh, very subtly. Mm-hmm. And I feel it may them from taking lessons from all the movies that we've been watching. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The emotional play with children, even more with somebody who is non-hetero, hits much deeper. Mm-hmm. The frustration is like any other child who, you know, is forced into what they don't want. And having to be respectful about it. But also remaining positive and enduring not only social stigma, stigma, self-stigma. And then you have that benchmark of being a star child in your family. Mm. Now, tell me if that's not a lot of like pressure on a child.
0: Definitely.
1: A lot, a lot. And okay, just to give you another one. We talk about that checkmate move. You know, Mm. it goes against the law of nature, seems Mm. to be the ultimate truth of the resistance Mm. that we, you know, have. Uh, So the stigma with family formation is as old as its judgment. Be it hetero or not, the choice is in fact intimate and varied. You know, one couple may choose to have children through surrogacy, IVF. And, you know, probably, if you're looking at it at a a greater greater Saver level, choosing to adopt a foster care is the choice for anyone, be it gay, lesbian or even a hetero parent.
0: Um, So, obviously, there's, at the core of all these things that you've mentioned, conditioning, Seems to be the the main source of the resistance. Whether it's family, what a family should look like, or what yeah. how marriage should look like, how a child should behave, mm. um, and so when we introduce something that doesn't fit that mold, there is resistance, right? Um, so, Aka, from an older generation's perspective, why do you think? What do you think is the barrier against acceptance?
3: Mira, thank you very much
1: for making me <laughs> the
0: elder one on the call. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. The numbers oh, don't lie
1: so <laughs> <laughs> You're so young at heart okay?
0: <laughs> Thanks, that's even better
3: now Dave, in <laughs> Okay, from an older generation's perspective What do I think is the main concern That's preventing acceptance That's your mm-hmm. question, right? Yes Okay, thank you Neera uh, Let me try So, I'm personally didn't hear or know about the lgbtq community till i was like 10 right
2: right
3: uh, and it was so taboo to talk about mm. like nobody had a public discussion about it ever and right. why i have no clue i don't know it, why the whole topic was so shunned at least during my childhood right okay So, I guess, for me personally, what I learned from my surroundings was that boy-girl relationships are normal. That's Mm. the normal thing, like you guys just branded, right? A while ago. But then, I went to the University of Liverpool for my undergraduate degree.
2: Mm.
3: And, uh, well, you live your own experiences there, right? So, I had some some of my coolest, most chilled, fun, funny friends happen to be gay. And that truly made me very happy. That's when I had my first-hand experience that these friends of mine are just people. You know what I mean?
0: Absolutely, yeah.
3: And among my generation, or at least my college mates, most treated somebody who was gay or lesbian or straight just as that, as a person. Mm. Um, So that's my personal experience, right? Having said that, I can respect and acknowledge that my experience may not be a common view you see mm. some people would not have experienced such situations to normalize this taboo for them mm. um funnily you know Divinish was talking about how it can be difficult from a child's perspective right yeah. i also see from i also see it from a perspective of what you all call me an elder or a parent <laughs> right because i I'll am a parent you. um The inability to understand a child's orientation may appear to come from a place of love, right? Mm. Now that I'm a parent, if my child cries and tells me I'm not listening or I'm not doing something, sometimes I'm pretty ready to let my child think that I misunderstand them. Mm -hmm. I don't mind to do the right thing for them, for their own good, you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's how I'm expressing my love in that situation. That's, that's one way, that's one perspective. The other one could be, my love might also be coming from a place of fear. Hmm. Uh, because I don't want my child to hurt, right? I don't want them to feel any pain for being so-called mm-hmm. different. Yeah. And this doesn't mean I don't love my kid, they're still my kid, I love them. And I feel what I'm doing is the right thing for them, you see? Mm. So depending on where the parent is coming from, they are still stemming from a place of love. It could be, like you said, uh, what, what was the word that you used earlier? Rational or Irrational Rational fear. fear, right? Mm. Yes, I can. Okay, so I'm, I'm coming back to that, I guess. Mm. Yet, I feel with good constant communication, there can always be uh, a, com- a confluence point
0: where mm. ideas
3: and understanding can meet, you know?
0: Beautiful, Akka. That's such an honest perspective. And Mm. I love how you've captured where the parents or our elders are coming from. Not necessarily from a place of anger or evil, but out of genuine fear. And that fear Mm. is their way of showing love. Mm. Um, But that makes me think that I guess the whole point of this journey is for us to learn to love unconditionally, right? Loving someone... When their beliefs and ideas align with you is easy, but mm-hmm. pure love is loving despite the differences, right? That's what we are striving yeah. for. Um, exactly,
3: and yeah. hence the point about confluence. You see, exactly. Where so, the ideas with ideas and understandings meet.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, if yeah. we can just, if we even if we can't understand, if we can just sit down and listen and communicate with compassion, that's half the battle won. Um, Divinish, now let's put all this theory that we've been talking about into some context. Can you give us examples of when people you know were treated differently or unpleasantly because of their sexual orientation?
1: Right, right. So, Neera, so echoing from your last podcast about, you know, how we choose to, to talk to respond, not talk to understand, right? <laughs> and I think that is also in a way where we are still in a way stuck right. um, for example if mm. i'm giving you um a scenario that i have actually been through yeah. um, this was um a trip to Parthi. Yeah. and it has something to do with the negative connotation of the lgbt community so um picture me in the kulwan hall you know i'm waiting for darshan and i'm sitting there with my you know my brothers who followed me and We're talking about an international um, event
2: Mm.
1: and, uh, you know, just you know, as you know how Kulwan Hall can get, you know, very stuffy at times. You can get (laughs) a lot of people and you seem to nudge each other with your knees. Yeah. And, um, you know, um, there was this one brother who had, I think, very subconsciously you know, had said, bro, don't stop touching me. You know, I'm not gay like you. Oh. And, uh, and, uh, and this was said not only confidently but, mm. you know, I'm, I'm sitting there and, and in a crowd in the most, you know, where I call home mm. and I'm baffled and I'm, you know, I'm a bit like taken aback and I'm, you know, brought back from an atomic level to, you know, a, a body level and I'm <laughs> like, do I cry? Do I not? What do I do?
2: You yeah. know, and
1: uh, again, you know, that's uh, something we also need to address. Mm. Um, uh, maybe another example, Neera? Um, okay, so this is a, a friend of mine who I know um, in in Malaysia, and um, she was actually trying to tell her friends that hey, mm. I'm dating someone, and um, you know she was finding it really hard to say it, and um, it was a bunch of one two, it was a bunch of five of us, and um, mm. I realized that some of them did not know how to decipher that like oh okay you're dating a girl um and uh, you know what is you know what is society gonna say what's your mother gonna say about it how open are you mm-hmm. you know and you see she's having all that that um that courage to come to you to only be asked questions to put her back into that box right. and um, why are we treating people like they're you know any different if you're if you're sharing something happy You should share it. You should respond to it. Um, Just like you're responding to anybody else.
0: Such important examples, Divinesh. I think we all need to urgently become conscious of how we speak and the words we use. I mean, why are we attributing negative connotations to a neutral word like gay or lesbian or making jokes or making light of it, right? Right, right. So we've identified the some of the factors that are causing resistance you know so it's the deep conditioning the fear misunderstanding also the law is in our our country Um, and this is causing my brothers and some of my brothers and sisters to be feel like they're being treated differently or to feel like there is a lack of understanding or genuine acceptance not of anything but just them as a human being right But to me, it seems like all that is required and all that is expected is for everyone to communicate and treat other based on Swami's teachings. Um, And you know, Swami has made this very powerful statement that I found when I was researching for this podcast. He said, Mm. all the japa, all the dhyana and all the seva you perform will be futile if you do not cultivate universal and selfless love. I mean that puts everything in perspective, right? Very so, how do you guys think we should use Swami's teachings to address this situation? Um I would say
3: it's actually really very simple. <laughs> um it would be nice if everybody could respond in a neutral accepting manner because Mm. that (laughs) is who we should be to anybody and everybody who steps into our center irrespective of their orientation right
0: right
3: it's just simple be nice yeah
2: uh
3: having said that we do realize that everybody's beliefs may not conform And there may still be a lack of experience dealing with such situations. Entire generations of people may still be grappling with accepting what is actually a norm among our current generation more than ever before, right? Because it's so much more prevalent. Uh, I would say to some, there may have been a so-called right or wrong way to be in relationships and to choose partners. Mm. But not to all, right? I'm a mm-hmm. teacher by profession and I've dealt and I still continue to deal with a lot of youngsters uh, and students professionally for my work. I teach English mm-hmm. and Thai youth over the last, what, 18 to 19 years now. Um, and with our current young generation, from my personal experience over these years, I would say it's safe to say that a common overarching view of young adults is love someone, loving someone is just loving someone, period. It's simple as that. Loving someone is just loving someone.
0: (laughs) Yeah.
3: Right? Love is love. Love is love. It's as simple as that. So, I guess if there's anybody who's dealing with their biases, you know, we do see where you're coming from. Yet as a Sai youth, I see Sai Swami, the Sai community, the organization, as my home, like Devinesh Mm. said earlier.
2: Mm.
3: The Sai Centre is my home, I've grown up with it. It's been part and parcel of who Sai Usha is, Mm. you see. So being able to feel safe, to feel loved, to feel respected, comfortable in my own skin, just just as I am, whoever I am, it's important for me to feel like that at home, right? Mm. Because at home is where I grow, it's where I thrive, so naturally, no matter the orientation of the youth, we are all we should all be able to feel the same connect with the source of love, right? Yep. And we're talking about the source of love who loves us all the same and teaches <laughs> us to do the same. Yeah. So when we come home to a Sai center or go to a new center or put a party, um, the feeling of oneness among all, the fellowship and love that I experience is what I cherish. Mm. So I just feel it's a blanket rule, you know, I mean, that we should, we should have drilled deep into our senses and brains and hardwire, you know, um, that mm-hmm. which means guest is God. So, so all should be treated as such. Personally, I just feel it's also really important to lose what's temporary, you know, which is the external makeup of a person and gain what's permanent which is the essence of each person. Mm. The essence of all is one and the same. So, Swami has been saying this like forever. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Okay, but then I want to say something as well to some who may not have the same view Mm. and who would like to talk about this to somebody, And to the person that may experience an unexpected or a pleasant comment or a situation, we, your brothers and sisters among the young adult wing, we sincerely hope that among us, you, we're assuring you that we are here. So we hope that you find a safe space to voice your concerns if you have any.
2: Mm -hmm. You
3: know, we're here, so come and talk to us. If anybody's unsure of how to respond to, you know, somebody who comes out feel free to ask for help and mm. look for a solution. We are here yep. and well, Google has been helping us with so many of our life answers as well. So we can't say we're ignorant anymore, right? 100%, So, yep. so it's very important to uh, take that to mind. Actually, you know, at this point, um, you know, that, have y'all heard that song by Sister Lorraine Burroughs? Um, mm, no. Take a lesson from the sun.
1: Is she a country singer? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry? Is she a country singer?
3: <laughs> she's,
1: a, she's a teacher at the
3: Satisai school in Thailand. Okay. Yeah, yeah. She's oh, been okay. there for many years now. And she's right. a beautiful, she's a beautiful teacher and singer and uh side devotee. Um, and she, she sings this, can I, should I sing it or should I say it? Yes, please.
1: Akash, sing it, <laughs> sing it for us.
3: Sing it for us. <laughs> okay then,
2: here we <laughs> go. Okay. The song goes as thus, right? take a lesson from the sun who shines his light on everyone or the rain that falls on every single shore no distinction of our race or the color of our face nature's gifts are there for all men rich or poor love all serve all Understand that love and peace is what we need. Love all, serve all, in every single thought, word and deed. Bear all and do nothing, hear all and say nothing, give all and take nothing in return love is giving and forgiving self is getting and forgetting love all in the spirit of pure love That's nice. oh my god goosebumps Akka.
0: like that was hey. so beautiful wow. like
3: what beautiful words right beautiful teachings beautiful and, words, and so apt speech. for all of us in this situation Mm-hmm. And that for me, love. I just felt like it came to my head and I was like, it's such a beautiful summary of Swami's teachings mm-hmm. and it's all in like one capsule, you know, it's that age-old truth and teaching that Swami has reiterated time and again. So, yeah, I think it's time to step up and be that love that
0: loves all, right?
1: Amen! Divineesh, would
0: you like to add anything to that?
1: I mean, what is there to trump what has I has right? the ultimate Neera, you know? uh, (laughs) just to add in a bit I would also say um, we should also make sure that Swami is always within us with us and you know speaking through us
2: Mm. and
1: um, you know why fear when He's always with us
0: Mm. beautiful you know guys as I've, I've been listening to you both speak I'm reminded of what Swami has said about prema. He says love and affection, if we confine it to our nearest kith and kin, is the lowest kind of prema. And if we go a little beyond that narrow region of our family and extend that love to our country and other people, that is the intermediate kind of prema. But if we treat the entire world as one and regard all the people living in the entire world as one and extend our faith and sympathy to all of them that is the highest kind of prema so thank you both so very much for reminding us what level of prema we should all want to be operating at dear listeners it's now time for some Prasadam pills one when our brothers and sisters suffer in silence we are neglecting our responsibilities as Swami's instruments. 2. Even if we disagree with certain views, we should still treat every individual with respect and kindness. So let's learn to be conscious of our words and deeds. 3. Our resistance towards the LGBT community often stems from a place of fear, ignorance or miscommunication. So let's reflect on our conditioning, educate ourselves, acknowledge our biases and assess if they align to Swami's most precious ideal of universal selfless love. Until next Friday, happy scooping!